Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We bless the name of the Lord. Today we're studying and we're continuing on the mini series Garments and Legislations. It was intended to be one installment. Uh, but if you were here the week we did Garments and Legislations, you will agree that there was not, you know, so much we could do. I mean, we tried within the time we had, but well, there were still some aspects that were not touched. So we're dealing with the second installment of this same series, Garments and Legislations. Hallelujah. Amen. So can we turn our Bibles to verse, first of all, we'll turn to Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, and let's consider a few things as introduction, or Genesis 2 actually, let's start from Genesis 2, we'll be reading the very last verse. After God had created man and formed a woman with him, the testimony of them ending that chapter was the Bible says, Now the man and woman were both naked, and what? They were not ashamed. The aspect I want us to draw from this, they were what? Naked and what? It means they were not clothed. But you know, for God, although they were not clothed, it was not so much of a problem because they were already in an encapsulation called the Garden of Eden. Now, let me, let me start something. Okay, so imagine, how many of you are naked in your bathroom? Do you wear clothes when you take your bath? No, you don't. That room gives you permission to be naked and not what? Ashamed. But when they were going to be banished, it was important for them to wear clothes. The moment you have to leave your room, if you don't wear clothes, you will what? Be ashamed. So when the circumstances occurred that will necessitate their banishment or their separation from the presence of God that was like a glory over them, that covered their shame, it was now necessary. Do you know what I'm saying? They were naked, but something was covering them. The space that they were in the Garden of Eden, the glory of the Lord was over them. And as such, they were not ashamed. They didn't countenance yet their nakedness. But when certain events played out, then it seemed like the glory lifted. Then all of a sudden, they realized, we have been naked all this while. They felt shame. They went to go and sow fig leaves. But the garments they sowed was not, in, was not sufficient for their redemption. It was going to be very insufficient to take them through the rest of their lives as mortal men without the covering of God. And so when God came, one of the very first things he did was to remedy the garment problem. Did you see that? The Bible says that God clothed them with the skin of an animal. Can we see that in Genesis chapter 3? We are going to be very, very, very fast. I'm seeing the time is running. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3. Now, I'm just going to read a few parallels. Let's see verse 7. The Bible says, And at that moment their eyes were open, or they realized, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. Genesis 3 verse 7. So they sued figs to cover themselves. Did you see that? Hallelujah. But when God came and having interacted with them, 
he decided to do something to remedy the problem that they had you know caused to happen and that's you know further down i'm trying to see where exactly it is where he sewed clothes or from skin and gave to them Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, anyway, it's there. We don't have time. This is not the Bible I typically use. So sometimes this gets tricky. You know, when you're used to your Bible, you know where everything is. But anyways, you know this. So, so, so God, one of the very first things that God did was to remedy the garment problem. Because one of the very important tools or utilizations of garments is that it covers your what nakedness and by virtue of covering your nakedness it also covers your shame hallelujah and so god decided to remedy the problem that had been created by adam by sewing the skin of an animal to cover their nakedness and cover their shame but beyond that the garment was also to bestow upon them an identity. And the identity is the identity of redemption. They have been redeemed. Hallelujah. You see, when Adam was the first of man to be created, doesn't mean that there were not other kinds of beings on the earth that had the ability to destroy man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Cain testified to that when he said, God, if you banish me from your presence, it means I become a vagan upon the face of the earth. And anyone who sees me will what? Do you understand? So when God clothed Adam and Eve with the garment of skin, what he was saying to every other person on the face of the earth then was that these ones have been what? Redeemed. So it gave them what? An identity. Also showed everyone that these ones are under the government of God. If you see a man in a military uniform, what does that tell you? He's under the government of the military. It means anything you do to him is like you have done it to the whole military. Do you agree? So it means people are generally, even if you see a man who, if you stand side by side with you, you can beat him, but he's wearing a military uniform. You won't dare it because you know that if you try it, a battalion of soldiers will be coming after you. Do you agree? So even if Adam on his own may not have been able to muster enough strength to deal with all the forces around him, because he was clothed with a garment of skin made by God, given to him, he became invincible. Hallelujah. So the kind of garment that you wear will greatly determine and make us to understand who you are, the identity you possess. Amen. Amen. When you see a Scottish man, you see him with the skirt, you already know this man is from Scotland. When you see a Yoruba man, you see him with his Akbadan, his villa, you can almost tell that this man is hallelujah. And when you see an epic man with his rapper and his, you know, do you understand? Without him telling you I'm epic, with his attire, you can tell who he is. You don't need to be a successor. So you can almost tell as well how to relate with him, what laws govern his life, the kind of things that he's able to do. Do you understand? Same as with us as believers in the spirit, the garments we wear, if indeed we are clothed, it's not everybody who is clothed. Not everybody. Some people in the realm of the spirit are naked. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people in the realm of the spirit. See, 
that you are wearing clothes is that you took the clothes and wore it. Any garment you are wearing in the spirit is that you wore it. It didn't appear on your body. If you woke up and see, you saw yourself wearing lace, brocade. Won't you have shed the blood of Jesus? Fine one, white one, shiny. You just woke up, you just saw yourself. Ah, what is <laughs> Or you woke up and saw yourself with a tuxedo. Nice bow tie, three piece. Or you know, would you, would you say, ah, just can't take yourself in the mirror. Ah, see me today, ah, you can imagine. You will shout blood of Jesus. That's a blood of my burial. I reject. <laughs> but it will be a different reaction when you put the garment on. I'm just trying to say to you that it's not the same way in the natural. It's not possible to have a garment on yourself without clothing yourself with a garment. In the realm of the spirit, it is also not possible to be clothed without actually clothing yourself. Do you understand? Hallelujah. You see, when, when a child is a baby, yes, it's permitted that his parents can clothe him, can clothe him. But he must subscribe to that clothing. The child will say, I'm not wearing that. So there are certain garments that God clothes us with, like the garment of salvation when we come into him, the garment of righteousness. But there are certain garments he says, put on. It's your responsibility. As you begin to attain maturity, you must put on the garment of warfare. Do you see that? Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 verse 11. It's there. It's your responsibility. Because the very fact that you want to engage with warfare shows that you have attained a certain level of maturity. So who is to put on the garment of warfare? You put it on. The garment of salvation is not enough to fight war or to engage in a battle. Have you Put on. Whose responsibility when you want to put off the old man or change your ways entirely, because you see, when baby believers come into the kingdom, many times they still behave carnally. Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 3. But when you are done with living the carnal life, the instruction, Ephesians 4 22 20 to 24, is put off the old man. Whose instruction? Your to put off the old man. And it says in verse 24, and put on the new man, whom after God is created in righteousness and truth holiness. There are certain dimensions of the person of God even in the new man that you will have to deliberately put on. Are you seeing it? So as you begin to attain to maturity based on the ranking of the, of the garments you desire to wear, the instructions on how to wear them differ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, the, the, the devil is, 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 is so cunning. He knows that he cannot exercise control or government or jurisdiction over any person's life until they can get you to put in on certain kind of garments. Because the moment you put on those garments, what that tells everyone in the spirit realm is that you are under the government and control of the devil. Same as when you put on certain garments, what that tells everyone in the realm of the spirit is that you are under the control and government of God. Hallelujah. So, is it possible for a king to wear the clothes of a pauper? No, it's possible. What does it just do? Wait, the prodigal son was wearing the clothes of a pauper, although his father had all the money. It's possible, isn't it? Can't you wear rag as was it? Can't you go and wear rag now? You can wear it. You will not wear, but you can wear it. You should not wear, but you can wear it. The same way, certain believers should not be wearing certain garments in the spirit, but they are wearing it. 
Hallelujah. God just opened my eyes and I'm saying, you are wearing it. There's nothing comment you should not put on, but you are putting it on. You shouldn't put it on. It's not good for you, but you are putting it on nonetheless. And the fact that you put it on, what that means to everyone, because no one knows who you really are. How do you identify you by the garment you put on? If I step out now, would anyone know I'm a lawyer? No. It doesn't, it's not written on the face. I'm a lawyer, yes, I'm qualified. But until I put on the garment of, law, of a lawyer, no one will identify me as what? Even if I'm a police officer, and the crime is to be committed and people are running, if they see me to say, oh, they, they, they run, no, people did. Although, I'm, they say me, they go find police. But I'm a police officer, but I'm not clothed in. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? So what you are, you know, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Are you putting on the garment of righteousness? There is a garment of righteousness which you must put on. The Bible says in Revelations 19, showing the church, it says, And I saw the church in fine linen. And that fine linen represents the righteous acts of the saints. So though you have been created by God to be righteous, but the garment of righteousness you must put on. How do you put it on? Your acts of righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. So although you are a king and you are meant to wear noble robes, you can still decide to wear rags. Many times because you don't know. Or sometimes you think it looks fashionable. It's a trending thing to do now. Hallelujah. Because there are some rags people wear in the spirit and they wear those rags because they think it's a trending thing to do. Hallelujah. But when you view them from the standpoint of the Spirit, then you know that they are wearing rags. Hallelujah. And so what Satan tries to do actively is because he knows that he will not be able to... You see, the devil is not omnipresent. Hope you know. He's not everywhere. So how he decides to continue his very massive work on the face of the earth is to use his tools, demons, now, demons don't know who is who. The only way they can identify people who are under the government and control of the devil is the garment they are wearing. You understand? In the spirit. Please, I'm not speaking about natural garments now. You understand? I'm speaking about spiritual garments. The way the devil and his demons will be able to know who. Because the devil cannot have briefing between all the demons. They used to do meetings. They used to do meetings. But. There are, there are certain things, concept notes he has given all of them that see, if you see any person dressing like this, it means it's under my government to have right to, to attack. And do you understand? Yes, so he gives them briefing notes. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is already present, devil is not. But how the devil can ensure his government is successful to any extent it is, is that there are certain things that make everyone similar, or certain things that make mark similarity in our identity and one of that is garments. Hallelujah. And when you start wearing certain garments, the devil then knows that he has a right over your life. Although you are a believer. Hallelujah. So the moment you subscribe to his antics and to his allure and you put on the garment he's offering, what that will mean to him and to every demon who sees you in the realm of the spirit is that you have now subscribed to the government of the devil. Because the devil could not force the garment on you, you wore it. And the Bible says, one of the very most important spiritual laws, Romans says, to whomever you yield yourself as servants to obey, his servant you become. 
whether in obedience unto righteousness or sin unto death, whatever. And Paul was speaking to the church. So although you are saved, you can still decide to yield yourself to the devil and become a slave to him, although you are saved. So the ones that have sin and evil under the sun, the princes walk on foot while the servants ride on horses. Although the horses are the princes' lot, but they still walk on foot because there are certain things that they do not know. There are certain things that they have invoked and that has now become their own reality. Because you are a prince doesn't mean the horse will automatically be, you know, you will automatically ride on the horse. Hallelujah. There are certain things you must engage with. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we see Zachariah chapter 3? Let's just see a story there. Zachariah chapter 3. Story of Joshua the high priest. Who are we speaking? Who are we going to be talking about? Joshua what? Not just Joshua the priest. Joshua the image. In that year, Joshua was the, this Joshua was the licensed person to, you know, interact with God. He was the only person going to the Holy of Holies. This guy we are going to be reading about now. He was the only person chosen by God that year who could perform the duties of a high priest. What he was doing was the same responsibility but greater that Jesus was going to come to do. A high priest, not just a priest. The Bible says now a priest is chosen amongst them to be at their high priest that will represent them and interface with God on matters concerning them. And that's Joshua. It says, and he showed me, Joshua the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to what? Resist him. The right hand here is a place of your strength, of your power, of your authority, of your victory, of your control, of your dominion. And that is exactly where Satan was standing. And what was responsible for that? Let's see. Let's go to verse 3 first. The Bible says, Now Joshua was clothed with what? Filthy garments. In the natural, Joshua was wearing everything that the high priest was meant to wear. In the natural, he looked pious. In the natural, he looked great. He looked like a saint. He was sanctimonious. Hallelujah. I'm sure when he was walking about with his high priest regarding it, he was like, this man is so holy. Who is as holy as this high priest? But in the realm of the spirit, he was clothed with what? filthy garments and that gave the devil the authority to stand at his right hand and resist him I wonder what, what no you can't do I wonder that God may stay here why because you are putting on filthy garments I want to pray what what you can pray what come on now here we say pray pray you just put sleep beside your eye and you can never say you can never say no say pray pray what you because you are what Satan at his right hand to what the garment you wear in the realm of the spirit will give the devil the kind of access that he will have. The devil came to check Jesus and the Bible said the prince of this world came. They found nothing. That is why Jesus could not subscribe to his government. Hallelujah. Because there was no garment that Jesus had on in the realm of the spirit that would give the devil any level of access or control or dominion. But Joshua was wearing what? Of the and that's why the devil had the liberty and the legal right to resist him. Joshua who? The high priest. See, I don't care who you are. Whether your name is bishop or or you whatever thing you do in church or you serve any occupation. 
There was no one greater on the earth at this time with respect to dealings between God and men than Joshua. At this time, there was only one high priest at this time. Do you understand? So if you like being the greatest man alive with respect to your office and portfolio, if you have filthy garment in the spirit, the devil doesn't care what your portfolio is in the natural. In the spirit, what he knows is that he has the right to resist you. And he showed me Joshua the high priest. Standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. Verse 3, he says, Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. Do you understand? Can you bring, I brought some props to do some demonstration. Please, I need two volunteers. I need two, two volunteers, if you don't mind. Oh, thank you, thank you, sir, please. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Now, I don't know which one will call the garment of righteousness. I which one will call the garment of the filthy garments. Which one? The bush of goods. Okay. Please, this is simply for example's sake. There is nothing beyond it, just the example, just to strike the court. So, Anyways, people should take one, take one. Then the people will vote which one they want to be the garment of righteousness and which one they want to be the filthy garment. So which one which one is garment of righteousness? Blue, blue garment of righteousness. I'm surprised we haven't thought it was good in this one. But what came out the color that is a spotted, spotted garment that means medicines. Medicine. <laughs> like I said, it's simply just for example sake. Now, what the devil will try to do, what the devil will try to do is now if you don't put on this garment he has no control over you so what he will try to do can you before you try it thank you thank you have tried it what he will try to do will be to actively lure you before you before before you put on this garment he's not under you're not under his control do you understand so if he wants to control you he doesn't need to start fighting with you and that you come and you he knows there's no right for you to do that so what he will try to do is to try to lure you to put on this garment. Because the moment you begin to put on this garment, then he now has what? Control. And how will you do this? There are things that bring the garment of sin upon a person. Or filthy garments. And those things are things like, you know, sin and all of those things that we are told to flee. Fornication youthful lust, adultery, immorality in all its forms. Because every single time you engage in a, in a wrong act, which you may be a believer, please remember Revelation 3, church, the church in Sardis, the Bible says there are, you, there are only a few of you who have not spotted their garments. Those are the ones who are worthy to work with me. The church. Hallelujah. Amen. So people who tell you you are saved, you can never, it's not true, it's a big lie. No, no, there is no biblical reference for that kind of lie. It's not a this, yeah, you know there are certain kind of like that subtle, like this one is a big one. You can be found out. It's not subtle. It's, the, the Bible already says that it's not. Hallelujah. So when when he starts luring you towards things like lust and pride and immorality in all its different forms, all what he's trying to achieve is not the action in itself alone, but is the government. Because if it ended in the action, it means that tomorrow you can say you are not doing it again. But the moment you can have government over you, it means it controls you. It means you no longer have the right to say you are not winning again. To whomever you yield yourself as servants will be, the servants what you become. 
Instagram cannot say to his master, I'm not doing it again. That is why you are Whether in obedience unto God that leads to righteousness or in disobedience unto sin that leads to death, whichever one you choose. But whomever you yield yourself as servants to obey, his servants you become. So when you are walking along the road and the devil causes the damsel to pass by you, what he's trying to do is to say, wear the garment, wear the garment, wear the garment. And the moment you decide to put on the garment, he now has what? Control. Do you understand? When you are scrolling on IG and, you are, and, and, and certain things are popping your face that should not be popping up, what the devil is trying to do is, see garments now, wear it, just enjoy yourself. You is wedding. <laughs> Is a pesido. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what the devil try, is trying to do every time. So that your case will be like Joshua the high priest. He can allow you to perform your high priestly duties because he knows that you are an asset to him there. You are an asset to him. It is, he controls. Imagine, just imagine this. Imagine you have a, you have a bookkeeper that is an asset for your driver. You just imagine that. So he will substitute you. His aim is to please keep on playing. In fact, be your captain. But you are under what? His control. So the body's coming and say, leave it, leave it, leave it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you are under what? His control. And so the people that depend on you will suffer great loss because you have yielded yourself as a servant to the devil and now you are under his control irrespective of what function you or role that you play do you understand and that's why we must be very careful that we are not allured by all the temptations of the devil to put on the garment of sin hallelujah Amen. hallelujah so anytime the devil is luring you, see that at the end of every of these temptations is a garment he wants you to wear. Now it seems you are engaging in these things willfully. At one time, it will be so that you will not engage in them willfully anymore. You will now be controlled and moved to do it. Even when you don't want to do it, you just find yourself doing it. Because you are under a garment. And the kind of garment you wear determines who controls you. And when God wanted to have a chart of Joshua's life, the remedy was still to change his garments. Unclothe him and clothe him again. Can we see verse 2? It says, And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan, even the Lord that had chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is this not a branch, brand plucked out of the fire? Verse 3 says, Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take, or oh, you've put it off already, take away. The filthy garments from him. Because this was the problem, the filthy garments all the way. So God couldn't help the problem if he didn't take away the filthy garments. Even if the Lord rebuked you, the Lord rebuked you was that it's not a brand on the fire. That would not have helped anything if the filthy garments were not taken away. They would have run away then and still come back say, I've come back, I've come back. I'm still on that mind. Do you understand? Do you remember when you're in secondary school? And your parents come. Maybe when morning school, they take you as in school. You go and meet them bring. For three days, you are feeling fly. Then you now come back to school. Say, you have come back, you have met us here. Do you remember? I don't know if any of you had that, or maybe a senior. You are living school, you are doing like, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> said, don't worry. <laughs> you see, coming back in those three days. Hallelujah. So, 
God said the Lord rebuke you. Yes, they will run, they will flee. But if the garment was still on Joshua, the filthy garment, where does one leave that place? They will say, oh, yeah, come back to my domain. You understand? So the Lord's solution to the filthy garment that was upon Joshua was to say, take away the filthy garment from him. The Bible says, and unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe you with a change of raiment. I will clothe you with a new garment. Because for you to not be under my government, you have to be clothed with a new garment. Otherwise, you would have still been left naked. Although I'm clothed from the control of the devil, but still I'm clothed. Under no government. Under no control. Which is not to be a slave righteousness. Do you understand? That I will clothe you with a change of raiment. He said, I said, let them set a fire matter on his head. And so they set a fire matter upon his head and clothed him with garments. Are you seeing the word plural? Garments. And when we read other verses, we see the kind of garments Joshua was clothed with. It says, I'm the angel of the Lord. So if I lost two weeks, you consider the garment give us ability. The kind of garment you wear dictates the possibilities that can come up in your life. And the kind of things you can do. Hallelujah. For example, I said, I can't go to court dressed this way because I'm not dressed as a lawyer in this way. Or I'm a lawyer, if I go to court this way, I won't be given the right audience. The only way I can be given the right audience is when I put on the garments that lawyers are meant to put on. You can't say, my Lord, I was born in 2000. That's your business. That's your business. You are not, you are, you are not before me, counsel. You need to go and wear. You understand? I cannot hear you. I go, you hear me. I can't still hear you. You don't have what? Besides, Joe, the lawyers, they have friends, mother, but you have not said you have asked But whatever thing you are a doctor, say, I am a doctor, it's how you want to wear jeans, I want to be pretty careful. Okay, they lost the client that I need to. Do you understand? Because the garment you put on will confer upon you the ability. Although you are a doctor, but if you have not put on, the surgical robe that you haven't put on the scrubs and all those things you cannot. Do you understand? Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible says, and verse 6, it says, And the angel of the Lord professed unto Joshua, saying, Thus said the Lord of hosts, If thou walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and thou shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand up. Hallelujah. So after the garment was put upon Joshua, the angel of the Lord began declaring to him. It's called a prayer in the KJV. Go on, no, no, no. It says, if, it means although you have new garments on, it's still your responsibility to carry out these instructions. If you will keep my ways, and if you will, if thou will keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house. And thou shalt also keep my court, and I will give you a place to walk amongst them that stand by. Let's see the next verse. That will be the last verse. It says, Here now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You and your fellows, you and your fellow priests, they are men whom the world and they stand in awe of, wow, holy righteous men. They are sitting in the spirit was different, older. 
But God remedied that by taking off what? The filthy garments and putting what? The garment of change. God bless you guys for, 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 for this. Can we, can we give them a round of applause? Hallelujah. And I hope you understand what we have been trying to paint across to you guys. There is a garment that God has designed that we wear. First of all, the garment of salvation. Next, the garment of righteousness. And there are so many other garments. The garment of the new man. The garment of warfare. The garment of praise. It's God's response for the spirit of heaviness. It says, and I point unto them that mourn. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, Isaiah 61. So when God wants to take off the spirit of heaviness from you, he puts what? The garment of praise. And so these are things that God has by his wisdom created. And now we deal with rags. You see, in every playing field, in every endeavor, there are garments and there are ranks to those garments. Although you have soldiers all in the battle, they are all ranked differently. All wearing their camouflage, but still ranked differently. And so there becomes a desire for us to want to increase our ranking even in the place where we are. Hallelujah. There are certain things a Lance Corporal can do. There are certain things a general can do. But you will agree that the general has more possibilities available to him simply because of who he is. All soldiers, but one general, one lance corporal. Do you agree? All wearing camouflage, all can shoot in the battle, but one general, one lance corporal. Oh, you see. The amount of years a general has spent in the military is different from the amount of years a lance corporal. There's a certain level of growth you receive in the spirit based on the consistency. Remember verse 7. If you will walk in my ways, if you will keep my charge, then I will give you. So there are certain possibilities that come by consistency and obedience. He was given the garments. But the level of authority he was going to have in the exercise of those garments was going to be based on the things he did. If you will walk in my ways, if you will keep my charge, then you will also judge my house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand? There are certain possibilities that come upon you based on your consistency in wearing these garments. You can't be a judge, for example, in the legal space until you have worn the robe of a lawyer for at least 10 years. That honor, that brand can only be compared by consistency of wearing the robe of a lawyer. Do you understand? You can't be a senior advocate and sit in the inner bar until you have worn the robe of a lawyer for at least 10 years. You cannot judge the house and keep the courts and have a place among them that stand by until you do it. Walk in the ways and keep the charge. Do you understand? And with the ranks, with the ranks come great possibilities. There were prophets in Israel when Elijah was around, but he was a ranking prophet. He said, there will be no rain or dew on this land except by what? Well, if you like being a prophet of anything, prophet, prophet of Baal, Ashtaroth, even God, I'm the most ranking prophet here. I have spoken 
if nothing will change it what rags you can get into the court you don't like the judge the judge is the one to decide your case bring anybody you want to bring in the world if they just say you are going to jail you are going to jail Imagine going to God and say, see, let me just tell you that. See, no matter what happened here, no matter what evidence they bring, I'm going to send you to 20 years. He said, but that offense is not even the same kind of offense. He said, no, we are determined. It's my court, I'll send them to 20 years. Do you, do you understand? They, see, you can, you can grumble, and the judge cannot be prosecuted for that. He's protected because of the garment he's wearing. Hallelujah. Rants. But the judge will not have been a judge if he didn't stay at least 10 years. Consistently with the government of the lawyer. Do you understand? Imagine having you go, you are. You see, you see, God, there's a whole lot God wants us to learn. I really hope that with the examples I'm giving you guys are able to understand and appreciate God's mind concerning garments. There are certain possibilities that we want to start seeing happen in our lives, and God is saying to us, be consistent in the garment I've given you to wear. Be consistent in the garment of righteousness. Be consistent in the garment of holiness. Be consistent in this garment of warfare. Then I will give you a charge of my courts. Then I will give you a place amongst them that stand by. Then I'm going to give you authority amongst the people. Just be consistent in wearing. If you will, then I would. If you will, then I would. You want great power and great authority with God? If you will, then I would. There are certain things we want from God. But it's preconditional and if. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and I will heal their lands. But if my people. So you can't desire the forgiveness of sins and the healing of the lands and the hearing from heaven if. Not just any kind of people, if my people, which are called by my name. There are certain possibilities that will only occur in our lives when certain preconditions are met. And with respect to ranking in the spirit, you need to consistently wear certain garments. Hallelujah. You can't be promoted to a general in the army if you are holding one the garment of warfare for two days. You want to be a general in God's army, you must be wearing the garment of warfare consistently. And then he can trust you in major battles. And then he can trust you in the territory. You see, the rank you have in the military will determine how much resource you control in terms of land and personnel. Then God will know how many angels to send when you give an instruction. Whether it's one or two, or a legion of angels. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus knew he had the arsenal of heaven at his back. Say, I can ask my father and he will send me legions of angels. Because of how ranking he was. How ranking are we? How ranking do we desire to be? How much do we want to do for God? There is only so much you can do for him. You can desire to do more. You can desire to do more. You can desire to wear more garments. Remember Joshua says that he put on garments, not one garments. Righteousness, salvation, holiness, all of these things are garments in the spirit. And the more you stay consistently wearing these garments, the more you can be with respect to the rankings of these garments. Hallelujah. When you want to give the captain arm barn to the person on the foot 
on the, the field of play. They don't give the best of the academy yesterday. No matter how skillful he is, the certain things only consistency can give you. So you want to command the team in the play, in the field of play, where they come in consistently. Then you will begin to wear these garments. Hallelujah. Do you understand? This is the word of the Lord to us so that we will understand and look at ourselves in the spirit. We'll be going to pray very shortly because the devil has been resisting people, been holding people down. He has been exercising authority over people because of the kind of garment they are wearing in the spirit. You see, you want to pray and you can't pray as much. There is something holding you down. You desire to do it, but there is something holding you down. You want to study the word and that's when sleep, heavy sleep like a river comes upon you. You want to live righteously and piously and that's when you find yourself doing the most dirty things that you have ever done before. Because the devil is standing at your right hand to resist you. Not because of anything else, but because of the garment you are wearing in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can, just, can we begin to speak to the Lord right now? Can we begin to speak to the Lord? Oh 
you can make. Everyone knows where they stand in these things. And you see, the extent of your effectiveness will only be determined by how much of allowance you have in the spirit. If you are to go forward and the devil has as his duty to resist you, it means that you cannot do much. Imagine you are trying to run and someone who has you are in his control is gripping you. You will exert energy, you won't do anything. If we come back 10 years, we'll reach in the same place. Some people's spiritual lives have been stagnated, not because they don't even read the Bible, but because there is someone there to resist them. Everything you are doing is counting for nothing because there is someone to resist you because of the kind of garment you have on. But when the fire of God comes, He says He will purify them like silver. He will refine them like gold. He will sit upon them like refiner's fire. He says, then the house of Jerusalem and Judah will be able to offer unto me an acceptable sacrifice. Malachi 3, verse 3 and verse 4. The fire of God is able to purify and make silver what it should really be. And gold what it should really look like. Trust me, no matter what garment you have on, 
If you decide to take it up right now, the presence of the Lord is able to ensure that possibility occurs. When you are here, It is destroyed by the mighty hand. 